Hi, you're listening to The Dive, brought to you by Living Word Press, starting right now. Hi, welcome back to The Dive Q&A. I'm back with Dr. Josh Waltman, Dr. Gary Yates. I'm your host, Brad Yates. The last episode, I kind of threw one at you guys off the cuff, so I'm sorry about that. But we're just going to go ahead and do it as an episode. Uh, so we were talking about the sinlessness of Jesus. So could Jesus have sinned? And if the answer is no, uh, was he tempted in the same ways that, that we are? Yeah, I was just going to say I voted to wait till 2024, but you guys <laughs> you guys over, overrode me. So yeah, the, the, the passage in Hebrews is a good starting point here. He was tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Um, if he could not sin, then how does he relate to our temptations and the struggles that we have. Well, I do think it, it might be worth maybe backing up and saying, how can that passage be true? You know, if we're saying that, okay, Jesus's humanity entailed, like we talked about in the last episode, a sense of free will, right? right? So if, if Adam had free will before the fall and that, you know, Jesus has a human nature that hasn't fallen, but yet could still choose, you know, sin or righteousness, right? If that's a real thing. So I think one of the things that we were talking about off camera here is that ultimately one of the reasons in the incarnation that we were talking about in the, in the previous episode is that in his fullness of God and the fullness of man, those two natures come together. Those are not completely distinct, that they, they have a, a, a unity to them. He is one person. And so the answer is Jesus cannot sin in his humanity he can exercise free will, but because he is fully God, the full deity ensures a, a sort of backstop so that um, even though he may choose in his humanity one way or the other, his deity ensures it will never be sinful. So so in his humanity as it existed, mm-hmm. uh, when he's tempted in the wilderness, turning right. these stones into bread, mm-hmm. he's facing the same temptation essentially that, that Adam was. And if it was just based on his unfallen humanity, he could have made that choice. Right. Uh, if, if Jesus was not fully God, right. if he was just fully man, right. then yeah, okay, he could have sinned. Right. But the, ins- the, the inseparable union of deity and humanity in one person guarantees that, that his humanity could, could have never acted in a way that was inconsistent with his, uh, with his deity. And we know that uh, that God cannot sin. He does not sin. He does not even tempt people with sin. Mm-hmm. It's not a part of his character at all. He cannot even look at evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's too pure to even do that. That precludes the possibility that Jesus could have ever sinned in his incarnation. Yeah, in the same way that we would say the God-man died, right? we can also say that the God-man could not sin. Because the, the, the dying right, was in his human nature. Uh, his 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 divine nature did not die on the, in the crucifixion, uh, but yet we would still say Jesus died because what he accomplishes in one nature is accomplished in the other. And his deity was there and fully experienced what right. was happening as, as as he experienced that as a as a as a person. And similarly, we would say right. the God Man can't sin in his humanity. He hypothetically could right. in in humanity, but his deity ensures that he doesn't, and so therefore we would say Jesus can't sin. All right, so then let's go to the, the question then. How, how, is, how is Jesus uh, my high priest then who can relate to my struggles and tempted in every way as I am? He had the backstop. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't have that. 
So did he genuinely fully experience temptation in the way that we do? Yeah. You know, I think part of this is how do we define temptation? Because I think a lot of people equate temptation with giving themselves into temptation, you know, and those two things are not the same, right? One, one includes sin and one is just the temptation unto sin. And so we would say, look, okay, what's the quickest way for someone to get out of the pressure of temptation? Well, the answer I think is pretty intuitive. We would say to give in, to just give in to the temptation. And guess what? The temptation goes away in the immediate term anyway. There might be long-lasting impact and effects, but the immediate pressure in that temptation goes away the minute that you give in to it. What we're saying here is that Jesus was tempted for his whole life. I mean, in every way throughout the course of his lifetime, he was tempted. And not just tempted throughout his life, he experienced temptation on a level that none of us could really imagine because his temptation might have included, in fact, I think it probably did, uh, the, the temptation to give up um, what was, what was going to be needed in the crucifixion. Yeah. So, I mean, th- that kind of temptation, like the worst possible pain and punishment that anyone in all of human history has ever experienced, to, to, to shirk that responsibility— Jesus endured the pressure of that and temptation and yet never gave in. And so that pressure uh, was intensified on a level that none of us have, have ever even really experienced. Yeah, he experienced the full barrage of temptation because he never gave in, whereas we would have, uh, we would have capitulated long before. I wouldn't have made it to day 40, <laughs> right. uh, you know, being hungry and, and being tempted to eat something. And I, right, I'm thinking of those uh, videos of the... Uh, the guys on the Weather Channel with the hurricanes. Uh, I would have been blown away with a, a 30 mile an hour wind. Jesus was a stone pillar standing there withstanding category four winds, and he never gave in. And so that power that he had to overcome temptation is what he gives to us uh, in our weakness. And, and that's why he's the faithful high priest. Amen. Yeah, I think that's great, guys. I think not just... From uh, he experienced our temptation, and even though I think that's important, you know, when we're going to him in prayer, but also when he goes to the cross, right? He's justified as our propitiation because you know he he was sinless, and not just because you know he right. he couldn't not be. But guys, that was great. Thank you for answering my question off the cuff. Guys, hey, it's not just your questions. It's my questions, too. Uh, Next week, it'll probably be one of yours, though. So come back, and we'll dive in with you. Guys, thank you for joining us.